Okay. Three, two, one. Do you want to introduce us? Though? Do you want me? Okay, yeah, fine. You introduce us. You introduce us every week. Okay, fine, fine, I, I fine. just thought I got to right. fuck it up. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the third episode of the pre-production meeting. We're in the same clothes because we're filmed these one, two, three, back to back to back. How are we feeling, Austin? We're feeling good. Feeling yeah. good. Those first jitters out of the first yep. episode, they weren't even present in the second one. And this one's going to Well, I mean, I had a little episode. mind blank in the second one. and uh, I mean, You guys wouldn't it. have seen that because it's been cut out. So, yeah. <laughs> Me too, which is, yeah. you'll see it because I beat, we're going to beep it out. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think now that we're into episode three, yep. it's going to sort of pick up a bit of momentum and we're yep. going to get going. And then every week from now on, it's yep. just going to get better, bigger and better, bigger and better. Yeah. And, and guys, um, we're sorry if you can hear some like background noise. Again, thank you to Bella Vista hotel for letting us use the podcast uh studio um but yeah there's people having lunch outside they're looking in We're literally right outside the window yeah maybe one day we'll get a camera and you will make a couple of memes out of some people 100 <laughs> percent, mate like they they come to the door the window because it's so blacked out and they they're putting their heads like it's like the the one way mirrors in like um <laughs> what's it called police stations yeah, exactly right like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but um yeah austin you're taking charge of this episode. Take it away. Okay, so uh, much like in episode two, we went over my aspirations with my film, Swirling Vortex, but today we're going to switch it up and we're going to flip the script, mm-hmm. literally, onto Joshua Urquhart. Like so Josh, it. I'm going to ask you, first and foremost, dreams and aspirations into this project, please. The, floor's, the floor Ooh. is yours, sir. Dreams and aspirations into this project. Yes. Um. Well, this project that I am doing, which get into is a proof of concept yes now i say proof of concept and you know some proof of concepts are very um amateurly done because they want funding for a bigger film this proof of concept that i'm doing i'm putting absolutely everything into like it will be as well made as any film that you've seen um, still a short, but it is a proof of concept. So I guess I'd say my dreams and aspirations for this project is to do well enough. Um, you know, if it eventually turns into something, whether that be a limited series or a full feature from this short that we're doing, so be it. If it doesn't, I still got a crack and short film that will run the film yep. festival circuit. Um, but my dreams and aspirations is hopefully somebody seeing this and going, you know what? I want to make this a big thing. Um, and due to my connections, I'm hoping to pitch this to a certain streaming platform, which I won't say what exactly, but it's one of the big ones, yep. um, which I'm confident that I can get into the room with the right people. It's just how well we execute this project, which when I'm confident about something and I have a good feeling, it's usually right. Yep. Um, and yeah, my dreams and aspirations is to turn this proof of concept into a short film that investors go, I want to turn this into something, whether that's them looking at this film via the film festival circuit or me pitching to people directly. Yeah, right, absolutely. And uh, I like to refer to this method, um, we've, we've spoken about this before, as the whiplash method. If anyone mm. doesn't know what the movie Whiplash um, yep. is, um, it's essentially about a drummer miles teller who <coughs> everybody might know these days as rooster yeah sexiest man alive apparently yeah, um no essentially so the whiplash method and this is similar to what josh i would imagine is what you're <coughs> wanting to do yeah 
Um, Literally yeah. my main inspiration yeah. was from the Whiplash method. Done. So Whiplash, they did a proof of concept. They had a uh, s- sort of like short film within the bigger picture <laughs> yep. that they did put all their eggs into and then from that it from what I hear is quite successful. Whiplash <laughs> is quite successful. Yeah, like, a couple of Oscar noms, so, yeah, you, know. you know. Did J.K. Simmons win Best Supporting Actor for Whiplash? I think so. I think I he think did. So we'll have to fact check that. Yeah, Anyone yeah, yeah. who's listening, please fact check us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For any of the shit we dribble. But um, <laughs> dribble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, Josh is uh, approaching us with the Whiplash yeah, method. No, so. hun, hun, whip, 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 what? Did you say Whiplash? I said whiplash. Oh, I thought you said something like whip fash or something. Whip no, um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, 100%. That, that was my main inspiration is, so Damien Chazelle, who did Whiplash, he made the short film for Whiplash. So he, he wrote the feature, which I'm going to go about it a different way, but he wrote the feature for Whiplash and took a section out of that whole feature story, like a scene, and made that into a short film. He didn't yeah. have the funding for a full project. Yep. So what he did is he made the short and then to get investors excited, he did that again to the best of his possible, uh, to the best possible way you can make a short film without making it amateurish. He got JK Simmons in the short film. He did everything that he needed to do and it won a bunch of awards yep. and a year later, he got the funding. Oh, a year later, he was making the feature yeah, there you for go. Whiplash. So yep. he took a scene out of the full feature and made it into a short film. There you go. Basically what I'm doing, which we'll get into. So that's good. Let's call that the Whiplash Method. So yeah. um, <coughs> give us an insight into the project without giving too much away. Like no, you mentioned in the last episode, um, projects have a working title. <laughs> <laughs> and without having yeah. to beep yeah, out yeah, the yeah, actual yeah. title, give us an insight and a working title. Yeah, the so project. there is a story behind how I came to <coughs> make this film. Um, the working title, we're going to go with uh, The Magic Man. Magic Man. The magic Man at the moment. Um, <laughs> but the story, this is how it goes. So basically for the longest time, so in code, when, so I had an ID after Two's Lesson came out, which is my first short, and that kind of got interrupted by COVID, like I said, because I couldn't be in the room with the person that I was, you know, uh, conceptualizing with. And for the longest time, I actually thought it was the project that needed changing and I'm like, I, after a while, you know, I start on this other project and I'm like, you know what? I'm not feeling it anymore. I need to change up. What's something that I'm really interested in doing that I've always wanted to do? Yeah. I wanted to always adapt a low-key comic book run. Maybe something that people haven't heard of from an independent publisher or something like that. Yeah. Um, I want to adapt a short, grounded story right, from the comic book world and make it my own short film, maybe a proof of concept as well. Yeah. Now, the comic book industry is massively oversaturated at this point. You know, most things are owned by Marvel and DC, which rights would be impossible to get, oh. right, unless you're a billionaire, right? Absolutely. Um, <coughs> so what I did is I went to the only two comic book stores in Sydney one day, uh, like last year, uh, and I or maybe it was earlier this year, um, went to those comic book stores and I was talking to, you know, the store owners about, you know, if they have any low-key comic book runs that people don't know of that could be easily accessible to get the rights to and stuff like that. Yep. And, you know, I came away from that. It was a full day of travelling to these um, stores um, around Sydney. Um, 
you know, you, you have like comicsology and all these online places, but I'd rather go in and speak to people. And that's what I did. And I walked away with a couple comic books, but I just, I wasn't convinced. I'm like, this is, I wanted something low budget as well. Cause after working on all these films, <laughs> money is a big factor, man. Oh, and it's like, we'll get into funding and how we raise funds, but I feel like I've utilized the crowdfunding <laughs> button for a little bit. So yep. I'm going to have to find a different way to fund it this time around, but I want something low key that wouldn't cost that much to make that I can ground nothing massively that would blow out the budget. And like I said, I came away with a couple of comic books, wasn't convinced. So my next step was I'm going to go to Reddit, right? Yep. I know they have a big community on there for all these different little niche topics that you're interested. So I went on a couple of the community uh, comic book reddits and um i asked around you know does anybody the same thing does anybody have any low-key comic book runs that they would love to you know maybe they've read or they know from independent publishers they would want that they would want to see made yeah and to my surprise i got heaps of responses i'm like wow this community <laughs> is great right um and I did some research on some and some were looking promising, but again, it's just the, the trouble of getting the rights and who would I have to contact and stuff like that. And at yeah, this yeah. point, I still don't have a producer attached, so I'm doing it myself. Um, so yeah, anyways, I looked at some of these options that everybody was telling me um, and there was one comment that caught my eye and was like, I forgot his, his name or whatever, but he was like, you know, there is a website right there is a website where basically after world war ii a bunch of these comic book publishing companies went bust right lost their rights or their characters and they entered the public domain right public if you don't domain. know what the public domain is it's basically a, a place where characters created by authors you know doesn't have to be comic books authors comic book artists and stuff after usually after a good number of years after the author has died they go into the public domain for people to use however they want as you've seen recently winnie the pooh has just <laughs> entered the public domain and someone's already jumped on that and is making a horror film with winnie the pooh blood and honey blood and is that what, yeah <laughs> blood and honey there you go so i didn't know about the public domain it's a website mate. over four thousand characters that you can choose from you know so i was like hell they're yeah they're just free right they know there's free. no free no well rules. i mean you'd still have to do your sorry, research sorry, and I mean, stuff not like free, that essentially there's no rights to those characters in um, you have to double check okay, because good. I there were a couple characters I came across on the website which <laughs> I remember looking at and they just seemed so stupid. And about <laughs> two months later, James Gunn used a couple of them in the Peacemaker TV series, like right, Judo TV Master, series. right? If you guys have seen that, Judo Master was a character on the public domain that I was looking at, not to um, you know uh, adapt, but it was just like this dude is so stupid. I don't yeah. know how they could ever <laughs> put him into a thing, and they did. Anyway, so I did some research and I was researching for a good amount of time and um, you can sort by powers and, you know, you know, uh, character names and there's different categories that you can filter. Yeah. And um, I filtered via a certain power, which I won't say what because it will give it away, um, because me and a friend were thinking of making a larger feature film based around this concept of power later on down the track. So I'm like, if I can find a smaller, my idea was like, if I can find it on a smaller scale, a similar character with a similar kind of ability, it would give me good practice for later yeah. on when I do the, the overall feature. Absolutely. So I, um, Sorry, I'm just fixing the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I found this character. Now 
this character's I clicked on it because he had a f- snazzy name. Um, and <clears throat> good luck trying to find him. That's not a challenge, by the way. Don't try and find <laughs> him. Um, good luck. No, like it was just I had to deep dive so many different things to find this character. And I'm like, he's got a fancy name. Check him out. And literally I press on his profile and there's one description. Yeah. One description of this character. And I'm like, wow, this has drawn me in. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. I know that this character was actually from a book, not a comic book. Um, and it was written in the 1800s, late 1800s, right? So I researched this guy, see if there's any information about him on the internet. Nothing. No information, nothing. You search up the name, there's only a link to buy the book, right? Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, God, you've got me intrigued because (laughs) he's got these certain powers that I'm intrigued in. You know, it was made in the late 1800s um, and... You know, it's based in London and yep. Egypt. So that drew me in. That's all. I don't even think they told you about the London and Egypt bit in the on the uh. website. But anyway, so I went ahead and bought the book and I'm like, <clears throat> this is something I'm intrigued in because I've always wanted to adapt something. You know, I've got original ideas, but I wanted to challenge myself in adapting someone's work. Yeah, right. um, so I got the book and I haven't read a book since primary school, Die of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> so I was like, this is where the first challenge starts is trying to get through this book. So I read the book to my surprise, took me a couple of weeks. Uh, it was only 300 pages. I know you guys could probably, you know, the avid readers would smash that out in about a day or two. It's a slow Tuesday. Yeah, dude. Exactly. <laughs> I know all the, you, you're the most avid reader that I know, right? Oh. Mate, come on. <laughs> what was the last time you read a book? Uh, like, it's just, I don't think people do that these days. Do they read books? Uh, I think the last book I read, uh, actually, no, I read a couple of books last year. Okay. But Maybe just me. The, the narrative one, mm. year six, holes, 50 chapters. Right. <laughs> Fuck me. 50 <laughs> chapters. Yeah, this one had like 30 chapters and I was daunted. Like it was Oh, but no, no, no. Daunting. Don't let that fool you. Uh, like 50 chapters of like like three pages. Oh, like okay. Pretty sure there Amateur numbers there, there, mate. As well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a choose your own story book as well? <laughs> exactly right. Um, holes, great book, great film. Yeah, I, 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 I never heard of it. Holes, holes, holes. Australian or no? Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Oh, maybe. Uh, okay, no, never heard of it. Future potty, he's gonna watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I read the book and I was blown away. Because I knew nothing. There's not even a blurb about this on the internet. You search him up, YouTube, Google, nothing about this character except the one description that it has on the website, right? Anyways, I, I, the way that the book ends as well is very similar to my filmmaking style. And yeah. I'm like, this is a cracker. I am inspired. I'm ready. Let's do this. Done. So, but then it came the, the challenge of the rights. Yeah. So I, I so it was in the public domain. Usually when they're in the public domain, you know they're free to use. I wanted to be sure. So what I did is I contacted a bunch of copyright people from a certain country to try and see what the go was for this. And, um, you know, they would then redirect me to someone else to email and I finally got onto the right people. And luckily they came back straight away and they're like, Yep, so the author to this book actually died in 1940 or something like oh, that. Shit. And they're like, um, after seven years, copyright's abolished. So you're free to use this however you want, whatever medium, good luck. And I'm like, 
that's the green light I need. Yeah, fuck off. Full steam ahead. Um, yeah, so that was wow. that. And I actually fuck, I then yeah. was like, cool. So then can I put my name on it so nobody else does it? And they're like, no, unfortunately yeah, you can't because oh, you didn't good. create. It's like yeah. when you say, yeah, I want to own uh, Winnie the Pooh. It's yeah. like, you, you can't because you didn't create, you didn't create it. So it's guess it's a race against time and I am certain, 100% certain that nobody on this earth right now has read this book because to find it, you would have to go through all the, everything, all the hoops, you all the hoops I did to find <laughs> this book. Um, and hopefully you guys eventually read it because it's a cracking book. Um, but yeah, hopefully I- your short film as well. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. So my short film is going to be a chapter from that book which when I was reading it, I could visualize it. And I'm yeah, like, right. this would be a cracking short film. It introduces most of the characters in the film, gives a little tease for what the rest of the story is about and a cracking location as well. Okay. So it's very exciting. And yeah, that's um, that's basically a little insight. I like to say a little, little teaser as well. Bridgerton meets Indiana Jones. I like how you said that into the mic as well. Yeah. You said Indiana Jones in it as well. All right, ready, I, guys? I, I like it. Put, put your headphones on. <laughs> I'm going to do that again. Bridgerton meets Indiana Jones. God damn. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like it a yeah. lot. Um, with the project and the insight you just gave us and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me if mm-hmm. there's any like directors or people in the industry that inspire you just in mm. general for like all your filmmaking goals and all that yep, kind of stuff. Yep, 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 but yep. with this project, is there any sort of like taste you're going to take from, you know, people you look up to in the industry and all that <coughs> kind of stuff and try to mimic in this film or? Yes. Um, recently I've been on, on a bit of a Taika, Taika Waititi binge yep. um, of his shorts, of interviews and stuff like that. I like the approach that he has to most things, which is very chilled and laid back and, he he's working for a big company like Marvel, but he has full creative freedom and is yeah. just as wacky as can be. He says that he doesn't do much research and for the characters, he puts his own spin on things. Good. And I feel like I'm going to have to do a similar thing because the book that I bought is written in old like English language. So some of the language is just, funky and funny to me man but i love it's such a challenge it's such a challenge to try and put this language into 21st century language but still keep like honor the times kind of honor the times like with the language and stuff but make it more understandable because a lot of it is in a dialogue and stuff like that but that challenge of um taking something and making it your own without the fear of other people getting involved, kind of what Taika does with Thor. You know, he didn't really care what anybody thought about how he was going to take the character and he did it his way. So that's basically what I'm doing. I have done quite a bit of research on the time period, um, which is really interesting. Late 1800s, London, you know, Egypt, you know. It's been fascinating because I've never been much of a history buff, but I've had to research, you know, Egypt that time, which was crazy, you know, the French and the English overtook them and stuff like yeah, this. Right. And Absolutely. it's fascinating. And you have to know these minute details. So yeah. then when you're crafting the story as a whole, you're, you know, it's easy for you to create the world around you. Yeah. Absolutely. Knowing what's going on. Um, but yeah, inspiration wise, Taika Waititi, definitely. Yeah. Um, I want to make it a little bit funny as well. Yeah. 
um, which I like Taika's style with. It's got a very, um, you know, I've always in my films liked a Nolan type ending. Yep. I like to keep my endings a bit ambiguous. Um, I would say this has a, it's kind of different in the sense that it has a satisfying culmination of things that you set throughout the film. Uh, again, this is for, I'm talking feature. Yeah. Um, but for the short, yeah, it just, it, I like the ending and how it goes. It's opposite to what I would usually, oh, actually, I think it's a little bit ambiguous. I need to read it again, honestly. I yeah, read it right. a couple months ago, started yep. rereading it now. Um, but yeah, inspirations, Taika, Nolan, and that's, that's basically it. Yeah, fair, cool. And look, what's your why for this project? Let's give us like a Ooh. sort of, sorry, I'm trying to make it not sound like I'm- No, 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 no. All that kind of stuff. No, like, of course, man. Yeah. My why. Yeah, what's your why for this project? I I want to show what I'm capable of, right? Because I, I believe in myself and I believe in my abilities. Um, with my first short film, you know, you look back at your old projects and you're like, man, I could do so much better. Yeah. With that project, we had, you know, like no disrespect to anybody that was working on it, but we were all at our start, yeah, 100%. and I know I said we're still at our start, but in terms of experience around um, equipment and stuff like that, like we've I've formed some amazing new connections, and it just would look so different. The story that every, all the lessons that you learn from all these sets and you know past experiences. My why is to show my progress, and I want to prove to myself that I can one-up myself each time. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like with this project, I can put everything into it and make it look fascinating that I'm confident that I could pitch it and there's a possibility it could get picked up. That's the main goal. But if it doesn't, I have a cracking short film and I've showed my progress. Yeah, That's exactly my right. why. No, good. Awesome. That's the, I, I really like that approach as well. It's not so much like the feature is the goal. Like obviously the feature is the goal, but at the yeah. same time, you you're approaching it differently mm. to a way that most people would which is admirable i love that and awesome and everything like that and i feel like you're going to make this short the best it could possibly be yeah even though it's part of a bigger picture yeah but both are just going to be as great as each other and i i, I yep. love that Looking approach to it. To it. Yeah, yeah it's something yeah. it's really exciting and let me tell you like i've seen you know a mood board or two that you've mm. set up and all that kind of stuff and people the man's done his work and it's it's exciting like it, it gets me excited thinking about it just mm. what it's different man like yeah the challenge aspect of it draws me in yeah the language the time period the just <laughs> i make it hard for myself like even in two's a lesson being told i can't do a long form uh, medium form narrative in a short film i'm like Watch, watch me, me. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good and that's what this industry challenges you with it's yeah. how are you going to achieve what you want to achieve yeah. and then you just go let's figure it out and then you surprise yourself yeah you dude. surprise yourself and you surprise others and then literally the people that were like like how are you going to do it they're like oh you did it kind of thing you're like yeah exactly. like I, and, I, and that was me that did it kind of thing so um, it's good and I'm like, i just it excites me looking at the locations that we can get around this area and yeah you know it's all in one location as well for the short i just it's fascinating i'm super excited that's one of the major things i love about film and everything like that is how like 
extravagant some locations can look. Yeah. And like you, you can go to this beautiful location and everything like that. But if you like sort of just go there and just point a camera at something and go, yeah, just stand over there. And like, you're not, you're not going to encapsulate the beauty of the mm. location itself. Mm. And that's what this industry can provide you with. Like you can come, like sometimes you watch a film, you just look at the place and you're like, wow. Like the, the, so with this, mm. the location you have in mind, mm. dude, that place can be something beautiful. I get goosebumps thinking about yeah. it, man. Especially like we, like you said, the, um, the period, that it's mm. in and all that kind of like I, I physically like me personally I can't wait to see it yeah because I've seen it in challenge a, man yeah challenge. I've seen it in a certain light yeah but I want to see it that's in what this. that's yeah that's that's another thing yeah like I've been thinking you've seen my time period in Bridgerton I don't know if you've watched Bridgerton but it's a different spin on it man yeah it's it's got so many aspects that are not enriched it's just a whole different um genre yeah basically absolutely um yeah and i mean you don't really get the full story of the whole egypt and i'm like how do i add different aspects of the full story put it into this short but still keep it self-contained and leave people wanting more exactly right. it's all about the challenge 100 percent. okay so um yeah so we just gotta sort of start to start to wrap this up we've got two more questions for you yeah go me this might be a bit of a who have you got with you and all that kind of stuff? But like, who's in your corner? Who, who have you got backing you with this and all that kind of stuff? If a lot of people, your fa- family foremost, friends, people you've made connections with, all that kind of stuff. You, That's like, the thing, man. I Like I said, connections have come and gone. I would have loved to keep certain people. You know, people have been attached to this project. Yeah. Life happens, they're not attached anymore. Um, and I would have loved to keep certain connections on my projects going forward. But now, man, I'm back to stage one, honestly. Yeah. Um, my goal is I need to do what I got to do um, with this, like in pre-production wise, yep. um, which is a whole thing in itself. And once I do that, then I start looking at the crew and stuff like that. But like I said, number one is to get a producer. And I think you might, you may or may not have a connection for me, which hopefully we can hook that up. Yeah. Um, but, in my corner, man, I got you know families always there. Number one supporters, of course. Yep. Um, friends as well, very supportive, and they all want to be a part of it. It's the scale of this as well is exciting. In the short film, there's so many extras, um, so you would be creating the environment, man, of another century. And all of my mates want to be extras in it, and yep. you know we dress them up in that late eighteen hundred like production design and stuff. It'd be crazy. Yeah. Costume design. Um. Yeah, my family, my friends, you know. Um, connections to crew, you know, I've got my composer, you know, that's one person that I know will always be in my corner. Yep. Um, and he's insane, man. Like, eh, he's been, sm- he's, he's now bro, like Insta famous as well. <laughs> like he's doing bits and I'm so proud of him. And we've kind of done this together. He's over in Italy. Well, roughly so. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that soundtrack for two is a lesson out of this. Crazy, man. Like. It's on Spotify. If you guys want to listen, like he's an amazing, amazing composer, Federico Ricci, um, Federico R-I-C-C-I. If you want to have a look at him, listen to his stuff. He's a great, great man first and foremost, but an even better composer, man. Yeah. Um, actually, no composer, great composer, even better man. There you go. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so in terms of that, that's really the only crew member that I've looked at in terms of this. It's going to be hard, man. Like, it's going to cost quite a bit. I need a good production designer, good costume designer, yep. good producer first and foremost can yep. sort a lot of that out. Um, 
but yeah, in my corner, that's basically basically everyone. Yeah, yeah fair call, fair call, awesome. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up everything I've got for you here. But mm. um, yeah, I think to really solidify what this project is and all that kind of stuff, can you give a little teaser to sort of what's uh, what makes? Or, you know what? I'm going to ask you that question. Okay. What makes this different, mate? What makes this different is. I'd like to say this time period in a way that you haven't seen it before. Ooh, okay. Like where, where I don't know, honestly, I'd have to do my research, but I think Moon Knight is a big inspiration. They tackled the London, oh, yeah. Egypt kind of way, but in a different way that I will be doing it. Yep. You know, they tackled it, the London, Egypt in a different time period to what I am. Um Again, we're talking about the full feature here and the short will be <laughs> mostly based in London, but with a little twist on it. What makes a difference? What makes a difference is, an, I would say, amateur's take on a big scale idea. Oh, okay. There you and go. yeah, dude, so much work. Like I'm having to, what now I'm having to do each week is I'm, go, I'm going through the book at the moment for everybody, if you're interested in this, I'm going through the book and I'm taking the story beats out of each chapter. I started doing chapter breakdowns, like analysis and stuff like that. But I'll leave that to when I do the full film. Yeah, like, absolutely. So what I'm doing is taking the, the the story beats out of each chapter so then I can form a skeleton of a feature just so I know, you know, you need those minute details to make the short the best you can. So when I create the short, you know, I'll have an idea of where this is all heading. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's basically everything. And I just... I think it's awesome. Absolutely, bro. I'm right on board with you. And what yeah. role I play in the um, film, like production and all that kind of stuff, I'm excited. Mm. I'm excited, and like like I said before, like I've seen some um, some mood boards and some uh, um, pictures of what you plan on doing with all this kind of stuff, and like it is it is beyond exciting. Like just the the sheer scale of what mm. it's going to become, it's, I'm excited to see, and I'm guaranteeing everyone's going to be excited to see as well. So hell yeah, guys! I think um, yeah, like. Like uh, everything with this industry and like we've said in all three episodes today, it's just exciting to take on these challenges and see what your plan and what you put into place will become. So, yeah, I think on that note, we might uh, tie a little bow on this yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll tie a little bow. Guys, you can see us on Instagram and TikTok, the pre-prod pod, um, YouTube, the pre-production meeting. And from this episode onwards so not this episode but from all the episodes to come be a bit of a different um what do you call it structure yep. to the pods you know we have these first three episodes were filmed back to back to back because basically an introduction to the podcast was that one two was austin's project three was my project and the episodes to come will be progress on what we're doing each week to take steps to create this film but with little little added bonuses you know we'll get people to come in tell their experiences of the industry you know ask them the hard-hitting questions that maybe they wouldn't um particularly get and in that same breath if they have an idea that they like us need accountability partners for mm. they can come in and say their idea and then you know we can hit them up and see where they are week to week and all that Dude, kind of stuff they can I love it, it. like they can come in once and then come in again and give us an update on where they're up to and all that kind of you stuff. made a good point off camera season two would be i reckon we should take both of us as producer roles and get someone on here 
for the season and make it their season and see what they do with their oh, project. Absolutely. I like think that. that's that's something. And yeah. yeah, I think that's a service we can provide and yeah. something that, you know, we want to inspire people to bring out the best in themselves. And I feel like 100%. we have the platform to do that. So Perfect. I think that's what, yeah, we want to do. And so. uh, in terms of the podcast, what are we saying? Weekly? Hopefully. Weekly is the goal. Weekly is the goal. I'm not sure what day yet. So you'll see what day this comes out on. Yeah. Well, these three come out on. Um, God. <laughs> yeah, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to tie a little bow on this. Josh has outlined all our socials. And on that note, Base in the Middle East. Catches.